Hello, world. I'm Roger Corville, and this is For the Hope's Daily Audio Bible, where we read through the scriptures conversationally, talk about the truth claims of Christianity, and learn to fall more in love with Jesus and the people in his world. You ready? Let's roll. Welcome. I awakened this morning with the weirdest dream going through my head about a friend of mine. In the dream, he had been falsely accused, convicted in a kangaroo court, and I awakened just as he was having this, okay, now what do I do with my life moment. So, happy Thanksgiving in a different sort of way, and regardless of whether or not you're in the United States, because this gets to the heart of the matter. Hey, Hopeful, welcome to For the Hope's Thanksgiving Reflection, where we pause our Monday through Saturday reading through the Bible in a year time and do short reflections on Sundays and special days like Thanksgiving today here in the United States. And we will be back on our trek through the Bible tomorrow. As it regards the dream, I don't think there's anything prophetic about it. And like I'm sure happens to you, I even wonder where it came from. And then it struck me. In my dream, the friend of mine was not a Jesus follower. His life was going to be entirely upended because of this false conviction that meant that he could no longer continue in his profession. But the conflict was more than just money. It was about his very identity. And I thought, aha! What a message for Thanksgiving. And if you are wondering, whoa, whoa, what? Hang out with me for a second. As we read yesterday in our daily audio Bible time together, Romans 12 begins this way. Therefore, I exhort, I appeal, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of or by the mercies of God, and then it continues. My friends, in other words, Paul is urging us, like with some urgency and some like heartfelt friendship and love. This should be our response to what God has done. Because we should be overflowing with thanksgiving. Now check this out. In Romans chapter 5, we hear that Christ died for our sins, paying a penalty we could never pay, taking our place on the cross and imputing his righteousness to us. Right? He takes our sin, we get his righteousness. Pretty good trade, right? How could we not be thankful? But then in Romans 6 and 7, he goes on to say that we died with him so to speak. Put another way, we should now identify with his death. He broke the power of sin and death, and through his imparted righteousness, we now grow. We live. And not just in terms of how this life begins to transform, though that's part of it, but in the ultimate reversal of the devil's lie in Genesis chapter 3. Do you remember what that lie was? You will not surely die, right? And if you were Eve, thinking in a human sense, you'd take a bite of the forbidden fruit and go, oh, hey, no, I didn't die. Satan was right. Except that you actually did. 
in the ultimate spiritual sense. My friend in the dream, well, for him losing everything because of a false accusation struck at his very identity because his identity was in things of this world. But how much different might it have been if his response would have been like this song? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Romans 12.1, Therefore I exhort, I appeal, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of or by the mercies of God, present your bodies, think of this life as a living sacrifice, like you actually identify with the fact that through the person and work of Jesus, you died to sin and death, because this act of giving thanks is what real worship looks like. And that, my friends, makes God smile. You make God smile. Did you know that? Not because of what you've done, but because of what he's done. And if that doesn't make us thankful, I don't know what should. Happy Thanksgiving, my friends. I love you. Amen. Amen.